The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Virginia and Robert. Hello, guys. Hello, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. Stream it on SEMSynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. Take it with you on those flights, folks, Um, especially on the way to conferences. It's a good thing to listen to. Today on the show, what we wanted to do is talk about some of the recent news, uh, see what's uh, really kind of happening out there. Uh, We've been talking for some time at conferences about something that has to do with localization appearing in Google. Uh, That's really going to be one of our big topics today, Uh, the local results on non-local queries, where you're not putting in the city name but getting localized results anyhow. Um, You know... There's a lot of things Google can do for local that doesn't require a cell phone to be the <laughs> the searching mechanism. Uh, what do you think is happening? Well, I think that um, Google and its infinite wisdom and infinite resources <laughs> has decided to put uh, technology in place that really helps simplify people's ability to search. Searching for certain generic terms, such as pizza or, or even a doctor, will f- help them find people that are actually in their location a lot faster than them having to really think about, how do I have to search to be able to find these people? Um, and I think that has you know good and bad. Great for the user, um, but for search marketers, obviously, that, that can cause a problem when you're trying to target specific terms, um, especially if you have um, a site that's more national than than local um so there's really a a challenge there um but there are steps you can actually take to help support that um obviously if you do have brick and mortars in in any given area you need to make sure that those get into all the local engines um google's definitely um but even simply you know making sure you're in yellowpages.com and things like that a lot of that information does end up getting picked up um, by google and actually gets fed into their map engine um, when you're searching for locations in google maps um, which ends up being led to on a lot of occasions from the natural search results the normal search results um, it normally comes up with a bunch of different websites that are that are uh, localized uh, for that specific uh, brick and mortar store. Now, one of the things that I think uh, changes here, and I want to make sure everybody understands what happens here. What we're discussing is that when you do a query for a certain word, that the results will automatically be geotargeted commonly to the IP location of the searcher. Correct. So 
if I search for a word, and I've been using this in conferences since November of last year in my presentations, when you search, for instance, for drug rehab, one of the things that happens in drug rehab is you will end up with sites uh, nationally. That's what used to occur. It was being picked up because you didn't say a city. Now we're finding that it automatically will say your results are geo-targeted to a Los Angeles metropolitan area, in our case, based upon your IP number. Well, that is automatic localization. And when that occurs, uh, it's going to change a lot of things. The, the process, and there was a, a rather nice article, I think, that came out in Search Engine Land that discussed some of those, I guess, symptoms of, of what is seen. The sometimes singular becomes targeted and sometimes plural doesn't or vice versa. Uh, it has to do with where you're located uh, it is possible the same query in Kansas will be broad and the same query in Los Angeles will be geo-targeted. Uh, we don't have any rules yet. We know that there's a lot of things happening, but there's not a lot of rules yet. I don't think that you know there's enough understanding about it, but there is enough concern about it. If I'm a large site, I'm a large company, and... I have made everybody go to my central website and then somewhere in there I have a list of where do I have offices. Those offices inherently are not geo-targeted. Right. And you may find that your brand doesn't even show up in the region. Yeah. Um, so I think that this was kind of a natural progression as far as you know something that you've been saying for a long time that um, we're seeing our uh, results uh, localized for certain queries, but one of the points that I think is interesting about it is how it might affect searcher behavior, because I don't know how many of the regular searching public know uh, all about like what local um, resources are out there, even just through Google, and now that they'll be able to see more often that there's a lot of local data available to them. Um, not by going to another site, you know, right. just straight there on their uh, everyday search engine. Um, and then also the fact that we've been watching um, query length get longer, um, maybe this will kind of cut it back down again as they can find more relevant results. I think that's true, especially for, you know, Ma and Pa Johnson out there. They're, they're going to be able to get the information that they want without getting frustrated <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, but I but I do think that uh, people that are used to searching and, and getting their exactly what they want are still going to end up with the, the four word five word phrases so that they don't have to go through that headache because they're they're intelligent searchers. But I definitely think you're right for for a lot of the people that that don't live on the Internet. I don't know why those people are even around anymore, but just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, you're not. All right. Well, I'm not. But um no, I definitely think it's going to be helpful to to a lot of the community, especially people that are just coming onto the internet. Yeah, well, as Virginia said, I, I I think that savvy searchers would search for a city name in front of car dealerships. Right. They wouldn't just search for car dealerships yeah. and get everyone in the U.S. If Google can assume that car dealerships means 
right. local to you and automatically give you that, then I agree. It's going to help the searcher. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's going to hurt the major brands. I think that if I have one corporate site and I am selling everywhere and I have outlets like AT&T, yep. they have phone outlets everywhere, yep. right? Or at least certainly in their regions. I want my local stores to show up for a local search. But if I run everything through AT&T.com, mm-hmm. then... Mm-hmm. You know, does that happen? Do those stores show up? Uh, you got to get into local listings. You've got to, you know, exactly. take and behave in a different way as a national chain right. than you used to. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to set up microsites for every single one of your stores. It really just means you need to use the uh, the the new software, the new entry locations that they've given you, such as Google Local. Okay, it's time for our break, but stay tuned. Uh, there's more news coming up on SEM Synergy. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and right now I'm joined by Jordan Casteller, also known as Utah SEO Pro and co-founder of Search and Social, as well as co-host of the show Mobile Presence here on Webmaster Radio. That airs Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, thanks for joining me on SEM Synergy, Jordan. Hey, thank you, Virginia. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you. 
Cool. So um, along with mobile, you're also pretty involved in social media uh, marketing. And so today we've been talking about some of the latest headlines in our industry. And I asked you to be the guest to help me look at some of the news in social media. Um, yeah, absolutely. You are part of Search and Social, a company that's pretty involved in the social realm of internet marketing. Obviously, links play a big part in that. Um, recently, Matt Cutts kind of did a, a video where he explained about um, weighting of social media links and if they were weighted any differently. Um, and do you think links from social media should be treated any differently than like a link from a news site or anything like that? You know, I... I... I want to first start out by saying that I think there's a lot of confusion about um, links from social media. And, uh, you know, really what the good links are from social media is like social media is just a platform, like a social news site such as Dig or Reddit, where you can get your content out there and get it promoted. And uh, it's not necessarily, necessarily the links that come from those sites that are great. It's the links that you get from people that, have viewed those sites and then have blogged about it, have posted it elsewhere. Um, journalists that have, uh, you know, are catching news on Dig and they're and they're writing about it on Wall Street Journal or whatever like that. I mean, those are the links the, that you get that are really great from IPR sites. You know, you can get uh, upwards to a thousand links from a Dig front page. Um, so, I mean, the, when when we do social media uh, search and social, I mean, that's what that's the link that we're looking after. We're not looking after to get a link from Dig or a link from Stumble. And it seems like a lot of people are getting caught up in like, okay, well, you know, Stumble do, is a do follow and Delicious is uh, a no follow. And so I don't want a link from Delicious. But I really think that you need to, you know, people need to look at them just as, as platforms to really promote your content, get it out there so you can start getting links from other people. It's that secondary level of links. Um, as far as links from like profiles and, and actual social sites, you know, getting a link on your profile and stuff like that. I mean, those links are, I mean, it's, good. it's fine to have one, but I don't think that that should be the primary focus uh, in social media is, is really going after those links because, um, you know, they're not the, the best links in the world and they might be, they might hold a different weight than a different, than uh, a link from a blog post, uh, according to Google. Uh, they might be more valued because, they, you know, Google could see that the masses are speaking and that they uh, enjoy that content and that could, you know, pretty heavily. But uh, that's not what we're really worried about. Um, and I don't think really anyone else should be. And I think there's some confusion in the, in the Internet marketing realm about um, those links from social media. And I, like I said before, I really think that people should be focusing more on uh, the links that you're going to get just from being promoted to those sites uh, rather than the links you do get from those actual sites. That's a really good point. And isn't it funny how sometimes we kind of like obsess about the wrong things? Like we latch on to an idea and then think that's mm -hmm. like the end all be all. Like in SEO, you could um, like compare it to rankings, you know, and it's not just about rankings. It's about traffic. It's about conversions. And it's about, you know, that kind of thing. It's not just like a yeah. link from Dig or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. I know what you mean. And it's like, you know, part of it is, a, is an education thing for people. They don't realize how many links they could really actually get from, you know, a front page on Dig or, or Reddit or something like that. So they haven't actually witnessed that themselves. And so they don't, you know, really know. 
and people do blog about all that stuff, but I'm, you know, it seems to fall on deaf ears, which is okay. It's okay for me. I mean, more people that think that is better because uh, that's less competition, right? So <laughs> maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it as much, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay. Um, so kind of related, Dig was recently uh, outed for pa- for PageRank passing advertising links, and then they changed mm-hmm. it, and there was a mm-hmm. discussion about, like, well, is this really our job to be policing the sites and, like, you know, and that kind of thing. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, so uh, I didn't know that Dig had actually let that do follow, that link that they recently are doing. Let's see, uh, I'm on Dig right now. It's a freecreditreport.com link. Um, that they're advertising at the top of Dig, and uh, I didn't know that that was originally do follow because I'm looking at it right now and I see it's a no follow link. They probably caught a lot of flack for that, and so they threw a no follow tag on it. Um, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> Dig, Dig has no money right now. I mean, they've spent through all their venture capital. They're figuring out how to turn the site profitable, and this is pretty much like a you know, a final thing for them to, to try to make money any way they can. And they probably figure that selling links is a good way. I mean, it's still a good link to, to buy, even if it's no follow on there, because uh, it's, you know, it's going to get a lot of traffic and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I don't, I'm not fully sure, you know, if, if, if no follow is uh, necessarily no follow in some regard, you know what I mean? Like on delicious, uh, delicious front page, I would take a, a link off there any day. Uh, even though they are no followed, I, I, I still feel that, you know, there's still something going through them. But um, I, I would say, you know, they can do it, do what they want. And if it, uh, I really don't care what they do, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't make me angry against them. And if Google was letting it pass, I mean, more power to them. I really don't care. But, uh, it, it, I definitely think that uh, Matt Cutts or somebody should make some sort of commentary about it because people are getting pretty riled up about it. Right, yeah. No, it definitely caused a stir. Um, How about another uh, social site, Twitter? Uh, people have been speculating about an acquisition for a while now just because, you know, it's the, it's the next big, big social media darling. Um, in fact, the online gambling site Bet Online is now letting people bet on whether or not Twitter will be acquired this year. Uh, is that something you'd wager on, or do you think that the, the company wants to hold on to its independence? Um, if, it, if not this year, then next year for sure. But, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time until until they're bought out. And I think I think they want that. I think they're waiting for it. And to be honest, I think I bet Google's looking at that pretty carefully. Uh, you know, Twitter's search stream is very powerful. I mean, that that's you know, if Google could integrate that somehow and leverage that somehow, uh, I mean, Google would love that. There's so much information, so much data there. It's a great data mining resource. And uh, I really would would think Google would want that in its hands. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Google made them an offer this year, not at all. Um, It should be interesting to see what happens with that. And if Twitter sells, I mean, I'm I'm happy for them, but I'd hate to see it in the hands of Google, to be honest. Um, But uh, we'll see what happens. Why is that? uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think uh, the more... Data Google has, the worse off we are. I mean, 
I mean, Google has a lot of data now, right? With 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 Gmail, with Google Desktop, with uh, any of their properties and their assets. I mean, they they hold the world. They're gathering the world's data, and too much data in the wrong hands, uh, in the hands of the wrong person, is uh, you know a bad thing. And if they you know decided at any point in time that they wanted to um, use this data for any sort of you know malicious activity or anything like that, or monopolization or anything like that. Um, you know, it could be a bad thing. So, I, uh, I'm not a fan of, of giving Google my data, um, and I, I don't know if it's great if they uh, if they held on to that through Twitter. But um, I, I'd be happy for Twitter if they if they sold out this year and made the money that they deserve off that. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like we look at StumbleUpon, right? And they just they just uh, they were bought by eBay, and they just basically went back independent again. Um, yeah. pre- and that's it's pretty interesting because that's pretty much the opposite of what every single uh, social site is trying to do. They're trying to get bought out and stumble upon went back the other way. I'm not sure why. Um, it's probably for the better because I'm sure eBay was putting some some pretty huge pressure on them to uh, you know to do things that they really didn't want to do and they didn't feel that the community would like. So I give I give props to uh, stumble upon for that. Um, you know, and I, I hope someone like Twitter would do the same. Not much. Okay, so I, I probably can guess where you would stand on mobile, or sorry, Google Me. Probably not a fan. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, not, you I haven't like, filled out your Google profile yet. Yeah, I have actually. But I mean, I just, I mean, I don't hate Google, right? But I, uh, right. I just, I don't know, get scared, get get worried about what may happen, you know. Yeah, Google's doing some pretty interesting things in the social realm. Like they just they just did this uh, iGoogle widget um, that you can put on your iGoogle page where you can actually vote on content. You can actually submit content and vote on content now. They're like it's almost a rivalry to dig in that regard. Um, and, they, and they feature popular content. It's going to be very interesting to see where they take that. I mean, they could create a desktop widget out of it. They can create a website out of it. Um, and that should be very, very interesting to see how that could rival against people like Dig and, and Reddit, Delicious and Stumble. Um, so that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, you could get, a, I mean, you could really milk a lot of traffic from Google. So that's it's pretty cool. No, they're everywhere now. But uh, we're out of time. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jordan. Hey, thank you, Virginia. It was uh, good to meet you. Good to talk to you. And uh, thanks to Webmaster Radio for having me on. Definitely, you can. Um, talk to Jordan on Twitter that's uh, he's Jordan Casteller his last name is K-A-S-T-E-L-E-R and then also of course check out Mobile Presence here on Webmaster Radio on Wednesdays that was just a couple of hours ago um, after the break we've got more news for you SEM Synergy will be right back don't go away SEM Synergy will be right back If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even from with state of Tracking, where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. 
your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Susan here with Virginia and Michael. Today, we've been jumping back and forth between news stories. Earlier, we talked about the local 10-pack results, and then Jordan Kasteler came on the show to talk about some of the latest developments in the social media space. But as always, there's a lot more news happening every day. So right now, we're going to take a look at some of the recent headlines from the last couple of weeks. Big announcement. Take it away, Michael. Well, I don't know if this is a headline, but um, <laughs> Bruce Clay um, is proud to present the Firefox version of our vaunted SEM toolbar. Yay! Woo-hoo. And we actually made that public. It went live last Friday. Um, and I'm not sure if this is our first official announcement or if we've had anything on the blog, but... Yes. But it's, <laughs> but it's great. And <laughs> anybody who's been already tried out the IE version, obviously this is one that they can use on Firefox. Uh, but obviously a lot of SEOs prefer to use Firefox, and so now they'll have the same feature set. I think that's a lot of sane people prefer to use <laughs> Firefox. <laughs> I think it might be most of the people internally here, too. Yeah, but I think anyway. everyone but my brother <laughs> can now use the toolbar. It's yes. very exciting. So everybody was clamoring for the Firefox version, so it's pretty exciting. Um, has inline SERP annotations when you go to live Yahoo and Google so you can get uh, stats about each of the results um, up to the top 10 it's configurable so you can show hide whatever stats you want um, has integration with the SEO tool set by no means you have to have the SEO tool set it's a great tool no matter what no just sort of added functionality comes from it but yeah if you have the SEO tool set then you're going to be able to integrate with some of the features there and that's going to be an ongoing I mean we're going to be integrating it more and more as the tool set um, development continues yeah I know right up till release you guys were still working on adding new features and new tools and even just talking before we started the segment you know you were saying oh I want to add this and I want to add that so it's just going to keep getting better it's under active development and uh our full intent is to make it the best um, browser add-on yeah. out there today. I think it's going to be pretty rocking. It, it is on WebRank, so you can go to bruceclay.com slash web underscore rank, and it is somewhere in the middle of the page. I don't know. Do a control F. Yes. <laughs> or if you're lazy, you can type, type in Bruce Clay and hit the second result. 
in Google. Nice. <laughs> SEM toolbar. Okay, so that was the Firefox toolbar. We also released the domain SEO report, which is just, I think it's kind of just a... It's a little utility. Time-saving utility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you want to track how much is indexed in the search engines and keep track of it compared to your competitors and figure out whether, you know, whether you're trying to get stuff added in or whether you're trying to get, you know, stuff dropped out, you know, because it's not good information anymore. It's, a, it's nice to be able to track it over time, which is what this report does, I guess. Yeah, it shows how many pages are in the site for your site versus your competitors. Gives a nice little graph suitable for uh, framing or sending to clients. <laughs> um, and it's especially convenient, you know, there's the dual aspect of SEM marketing or any marketing in general where you got the like conversion tracking, what's the bottom line, and then you've got the brand awareness aspect. And it's really useful for seeing where you are in the brand awareness side. So, you know, if they've got a lot of pages, then they're probably showing up in a lot of the SERP landscape, and you might want to catch up with them there if you want to have a good brand awareness. Right, right. Very good. And that's also on WebRank? That is also on WebRank. Again, do a Control-F. It's the SEO domain... No, the SEO toolset domain SEO report, because we like to be a little bit redundant. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Some other stuff are going on at Google. Um, Google Me. Right? Get yourself a profile and help um, personalize the results that people will find when they search for your name. Yes, this has made it so that I now have... 10 of the 11 spots on my <laughs> on my fr- my first page for my s- name. Nice. Still that lady with the Facebook who has my name. She's in the middle of my search results. I don't like that. I think Google should do something about that. <laughs> well, now you can do something about it. I should do something more with my Facebook page, apparently. <laughs> but, so the Google Me, it's got... You can put out links. You can put links in your bio. You can Follow connect it. that we think... Yeah, they're followed links, according to Danny, um, in his search engine land uh, article. He said they were followed links, but I think Google is smart and probably breaks them somehow because they're Google and they're evil. Um, (laughs) See, Michael Gray, that was for you. I called Google evil. Uh, Or they're going to break them later. Or they're going to break them later. And they're still evil. Sign up now! Yay! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But then there's the, I mean, it looks like it shows four. Of them on, like, if, if, like, there are more than one Susan Esparza in the world, right? it will show the yeah. four There are them. no other Susan Esparzas in the world. I'm except the only one, one, except for that, that lady, page. except for the lady with the Facebook page. <laughs> but there shouldn't be. I should be the only one. So, but yeah, those are, they, they do show four of them, and they don't really say how they pick the best one but they somehow pick the best one I think it's whichever one probably gives them the most information because Google loves when you give them information so yeah. link up your Picasa account and your Flickr account and tell them where you lived and where you used to live and all the companies that you used to work for <laughs> and what your pet's names are and what superpower you have and every last bit of information they could possibly use until they come to your house and take your brain once for some of the more competitive names like John Smith or whatever, we're going to have to add value-add services, a, a product to Bruce Clay for uh, for Google Me optimization. <laughs> so you <laughs> that can would be, be the good. first page for Google Me results. That would be good. Are you in my top four? Are you in my top four? <laughs> Google, Google wants <laughs> my, to know if you're in their top four. My fave four. <laughs> um, real quick, before we're out of time, how about we talk about the fact that Google's uh, Google Analytics has an API? That's kind of good news for developers, right? 
Yeah, that's really good news. And um, keeping in line with Google's normal procedure with every new API comes out, it's completely different. It works completely differently from every other <laughs> API. So it's great. I mean, no consistency. Nobody likes consistency when they're programming. No, that would be horrible. <laughs> but uh, no, it is nice because um, when you're trying to create products where you can do tracking for clients uh, regarding their um, search marketing efforts, and you really want to show the correlation between, for instance, rankings and, and traffic. Up till now, the only people who had APIs were some of the third-party major, major vendors, which some clients don't have or can't afford. And so this is going to be a really big boon to some of us who have to create these tools. Yep. And Google would like you to use it. Please use it because more information. Mm. Yay. All right. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. If you're listening, send your questions or topics or suggestions to semsynergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week for more industry insights and experts. And you can also visit semsynergy.com for info on this week's show. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.